today, as you just heard on the video announcements, we're starting a new series called uh, Courageous. Uh, and in this series, we're going to talk about faith for the miraculous. How many of you believe God does miracles today? He's still in the miracle working business. And so, um, and, and as you heard on Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing, we're going to have some worship, a brief, uh, a shorter time of worship. We'll have a, a recap or a word about this topic, and then we'll break up into life groups across campus. So I encourage you to come out and be a part. Before we get to, if you turn with me to Joshua chapter one, Joshua chapter one, and while you're turning there, I just want to, I want to just quote this scripture in Psalm 3124. And it says this, be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Be strong and courageous. What does it mean to be strong and courageous? What does, what does that mean? Well, in, in the biblical context, to be strong and courageous means you have the ability to face the difficulties and, uh, and the, 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 the problems of life without running away, giving up, or throwing in the towel. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people, as soon as they, uh, they face a little adversity, they just cave in, they give up. That's not courageous. We need to be courageous if we want to see the miracles of God. Are you all with me? Being courageous means to be bold, to be brave in the face of danger. You know, somebody said courage is not the absence of fear. It's the strength to face it. And I believe God wants some courageous sons and daughters this morning. And so we're going to talk about that. Being courageous is really all about having unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. The unwavering faith that God will give you the strength and the grace to push through your problems and difficulties. Have you noticed that life is filled with difficulties and problems? Have you noticed that? Are y'all awake this morning? Because I just asked a question and nobody answered. <laughs> Have y'all noticed life is full of difficulties, right? But courageous faith is really the doorway into the miraculous. That's why we need it. Because if you, we want to see God do miraculous things in our life, we need unwavering faith. We need courageous faith. Remember when God uh, asked Joshua to lead the nation of Israel and uh, into the promised land. It's a whole nation of people. Imagine that if God said, I got a job for you. What's that? I want you to lead America. America. That's Trump about that. <laughs> you might have something to say about that, right? But you know, when God called Joshua to lead the entire nation, can you imagine what Joshua was thinking? What he was going through? I'm sure he thought, man, this is this is an impossible task. I mean, I know these guys. I've heard, I've watched them get along. I, this, I can't lead them. I, can you imagine Joshua knew that he was about to face problems like he had never experienced in his life? I'm sure that he was filled with fear, filled with anxiety, overwhelmed with what was before him. I know that he wanted to run away. But you know what? Before he, he left, God wanted to encourage him with courageous faith. And this is what God told him in Joshua chapter one and verse six. He said, be strong and courageous. In case he didn't get it again in verse seven, he says, above all, be strong and very courageous. And then, of course, in case he didn't get it again in verse nine, he says, haven't I commanded you be strong and don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever 
you go. Hey, that's a good word. What was God trying to do with Joshua? He was trying to instill in Joshua courageous faith. He says, you know, he he knew that Joshua was going to face a lot of problems and difficulties just like you, just like I. And, you know, listen, you know, sometimes we look at those that are younger and say, well, they don't have any problems. They're just going to school and stuff. Listen, folks, today, kindergartens have problems. I mean, life is full of problems, right? It's full of struggles. Nobody's immune to it, right? And so listen, just like Joshua, we're all going to face problems and we need to be courageous. We'll have financial difficulties. We'll have relational difficulties. We'll have health issues and challenges. We'll have spiritual difficulties and challenges. They come in all shapes and all fashions, right? I mean, we have all kinds of problems. Listen, it doesn't matter. Say, well, I'm a Christian. I thought I wasn't going to have no problems. No, you're going to have problems. If you're breathing, if you hear my voice, you're going to have problems, right? And so in John 16, this is what Jesus said. In the world, you have tribulation, but take courage. I've overcome the world. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was basically saying, listen, hey, in this life, you're going to have trouble. You're going to experience all kinds of trials and tribulations. But if you develop courageous faith, you're going to overcome and you're going to make it. Amen. And that's what God wants us to know today. What is courageous faith? It's trusting God even when you don't feel like it. See, trusting God. Courageous faith is trusting God when the odds are stacked against you. Courageous faith is when you look around and it seems like there's nothing positive, but you don't throw in the towel. You stand in there and you keep persisting and you keep moving forward. Come on, we need courageous faith today like never before. It's trusting God that it's all going to work out regardless of what it looks like in the natural. Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Courageous faith is when you have eyes of faith and trust God for the miraculous in difficult times and situations. Amen. As we, as we continue on today, I want to give you four reasons why you need courageous faith. I mean, you know, we all need courageous faith. Why? Because we all face problems. We all have difficulties. You know, somebody said that everybody is either just came out of a problem, in the middle of a problem, or about to get into a problem. So we all need courageous faith, right? So let me give you four reasons why we need to develop Courageous faith. The first one is this. Courageous faith shrinks your problems. Shrinks your problems. You know, there's two ways that you can face your problems. Through the eyes of fear or through the eyes of faith. And when we face our, our challenges, our life's problems, through the eyes of, of fear, negative things happen. And here's some negative things that happen. We tend to exaggerate our problems because fear tends to Make our problems appear bigger than they really are. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever spent the night thinking somebody was under your bed only to wake up in the morning and nobody was under your bed? But all night long they were grabbing your heels while you were trying to sleep? We tend to underestimate our ability to handle our problems when we, when we look at our problems through fear. We get discouraged. Fear always steals our hope. Have you noticed that? 
And then fear, we start, once we lose our hope, it's easy to start griping and complaining and murmuring, and we just get this real negative attitude, right? And then finally, we will just want to give up, and we will even start blaming God. That's what the eyes of fear will do. So listen, when we face life's challenges through the eyes of fear, negative things happen on the inside of us. But here's the good news. When we face life's challenges through the eyes of faith, positive things happen on the inside of us. Amen? Like life's problems and challenges start shrinking. Have you ever noticed that happen to you? Listen, when we gain, listen, we'll gain confidence in our ability. Listen, I know it's difficult, but for some reason, I think I'm going to make it. You ever felt that way? That one, one morning you wake up and you think you'll never survive, and the next morning you wake up and you go, man, I think I'm going to make it through this thing. Come on, am I talking to the right people this morning? Hear, Y'all hearing me this morning? And so listen, we, whenever you look at your circumstances through the eyes of faith, we became hopeful, we become encouraged about the future, outcome of our situation, our attitude changes, and we start speaking negative, not negative, but positive things, like I'm going to make it, it's going to be all right, it's going to be okay, amen. So one of the ways you can tell whether you're operating in fear or faith is listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. You know, a perfect picture of this is whenever God sent the 12 spies out to spy out the promised land. You remember that story, right? There were 12 spies. Ten of them had eyes of fear. Do you remember their story? They went into the promised land. God said, go check out this land that I'm going to give you and bring back a report to your, to your brethren. Ten of them came back and said, man, we can't go over there. There's giants in the land. They're going to eat us up. And those giants are so big. My goodness, there's no way we can occupy that land. They had eyes of fear. But then there were two, two of those spies. They didn't look at life's challenges through the eyes of fear. They looked at life's challenges through the eyes of faith. Did they see giants in the land? Yes, they did. But you know what? They didn't focus on the giants in the land. They focused on God's promise in the land. Amen? And so because they had faith, they trusted God. God said, let us go in. Instead of focusing on their problems, they focused on God. And the giant shrunk. And so can I encourage you today? Your problems are going to want to want you to give them your undivided attention. They will demand that you focus on them and that you think about them 24-7. And I want to encourage you today, don't let them grab your attention. Focus your eyes on God and believe God that God will take you through your problems. Amen? Question for you, how are you facing your problems and difficulties of life? Listen, if you want to overcome in life, and you want to live victorious, you got to have courageous faith. What is courageous faith? It's believing God when it looks like all the odds are stacked against you. Listen, it takes no, it takes no character at all to believe God when everything's going good. Right? It takes faith though to believe God when things are not going so good. See, some people have faith, but what we need is courageous faith. It's the faith that won't give up, saints of God. Amen? And I believe we're living in a day and an age that the church is getting persecuted more and more. It's getting harder and harder to live the Christian life. And the question is, will we keep standing or not? Amen? Come on, how many of you know that if you don't give up, your problem's going to shrink? Now listen, ten never went to the promised land. Two did. 
Come on, you want to go in the promised land? Look through the eyes of faith. If you believe it, say, I believe it. A second reason we need to develop courageous faith is number two. Courageous faith opens the door for a miracle. You know, listen, at some point in time in life, we'll all face a difficulty or circumstance that nothing in the natural will help with. Every one of us. You know, like, you know, for instance, you know, sometimes you have a problem and you can go ask somebody to help you. They can help you. Or, you know, sometimes you got a problem and you can just buy a solution. You just spend a few dollars and you could buy a solution, right? Sometimes you face problems and, well, I know how to resolve this issue. But folks, every one of us, there'll come a day when nobody around you can help you with your problem. And there'll come a day, it don't matter how much money you have, you can have millions and millions of dollars. Not a dollar can help you with your problem. There's coming a day that you will not be able to solve your own problem. There's coming a day that every one of us are going to need a miracle in our life. And faith paves the way. It opens the door for a miracle in our life. We're all going to come to the place where only a miracle of God will get us through. And it's courageous faith that will allow that miracle to happen. How many of you know that faith can move mountains? That, that's what Jesus said, right? If you, if you study biblical history, you'll see that throughout the body, throughout the Bible, every time God performed a miracle, it was because somebody believed God. Somebody believed God. Hey, faith is still an ingredient that God recognizes and that God blesses. You know, in the American church, we can be a church goer and not even believe God and trust God. But come on, how many of you know when you trust God, when you believe God, you can experience a miracle? Remember in Mark 6, or Mark 11 rather, Jesus told his disciples this, have faith in God. If you have faith in God and don't doubt, you can tell this mountain to get up and jump into the sea and it will. Everything you ask for in prayer will be yours if you only have faith. Now, what was Jesus talking about when he tells us that our faith can move mountains? What was he talking about? He was talking about the power of the law of faith. How many of you know the law of faith is greater than the law of gravity? It's, it's greater than, than the laws of nature. You know, in the natural, I can't move a mountain. I have trouble moving an anthill, right? In the natural, I can't move a mountain. But Jesus was trying to, he was trying to emphasize. He was trying to, he was trying to magnify a principle so that we would get it. Then he says, if you have faith, you could say to that mountain, be thou removed. And so Jesus is saying, listen, our, our natural law can't move mountains. But if you believe God, there's no telling what might happen. There's no telling what might happen. The law of faith is higher than the law of physics and of nature. That's why we need to stretch our faith. Come on, maybe there's things going on in your life that you've just kind of believed God for a while, and then now you threw in the towel. It's like, oh, whatever's going to be is going to be. Come on, how about we just stir our faith a little bit today, and let's begin to believe God again, and let's believe God for the miraculous. Amen. Question, does God still do miracles today? Yes, he does. Of course he does. If you believe, 
if you believe. See, it's our personal faith that opens the door for a miracle. Our personal faith. In, Mark, in Matthew 13, 58, Jesus said, He didn't work, or it says it of Jesus, He didn't work many miracles there because of their lack of faith. It was the people of Nazareth's lack of faith that hindered their ability to experience miracles in their life. And so, what was true of the people of Nazareth I think it's true, can be true of us today. Don't you believe that? And so listen, it's our lack of faith that will stand in the way of the Lord performing miracles in our life. So we got to believe. What's the mountain in your life that the Lord wants to remove? That wants to, what's the big problem or circumstance that, that you thought could never change? That it was too difficult to ever change. What is that mountain that the Lord's saying, listen, I can move that mountain, but I need you to believe. Is it a relationship? Is it your finances, your health, a personal struggle? I believe that today, this morning, in America, God is going to perform miracles across this nation. There's going to be miracles that are going to happen across this nation for those that are willing to trust and believe God to get through their problems. Amen? Now, my question for you is, are you going to believe God and trust God? Or are you going to allow the giants in your in the land to make you run away and throw in the towel? We need courageous faith. Amen? Why? Because faith moves mountains. The third reason we need to develop Courageous faith is because courageous faith paves the way for God to act on our behalf. Now listen, I, I, you know, I don't believe I can manipulate God. I can twist his arm and, and I can, you know, uh, use mental assent to get God to do something that God don't want to do. But at the same time, I believe that faith paves the way for God to move on my behalf. There's three ways that I believe our faith paves the way for God to work in our life, for God to move on our behalf. And the first one is, my my faith paves the way to what I receive from God. And, and, and you know, it's often, um, it's often what we expect from God that we receive from God. You know, some people have great ability to believe God for peace and they live in peace. Some people have the ability to believe God to, to bless their finances, and they live financially blessed. And so Jesus said in Matthew 9, 27, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on a son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Now, questions. Number one, what do you think Jesus was talking about when he told these men, do you believe I am able to do this? What do you think he was saying? What do you think he was asking them? Do you believe what? Don't you think that, that what Jesus was asking them was, do you believe that I'm able to heal your blindness? I think so. Now, another question. Do you think Jesus knew they were blind? Yes or no? He knew they were blind. Well, if he knew they were blind, why would he ask them, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, don't you think he knew exactly what they wanted? Well, then if he knew what they wanted, why is he asking them these questions? I think, 
It's because Jesus knew that it was their faith that had everything to do with whether they would get healed or not. And he was trying to stir them up to believe specifically and particularly that God would heal their blindness. Amen. And so listen, you can have general faith, but I think God wants us to have specific faith and believe God for whatever mountain it is that's in our life to be removed. Amen. And then verse 29, then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done for you? I think our faith paves the way to what we receive from God. If I think I'm going to receive a little from God, I'm probably going to receive a little from God. If I think I'm going to receive a lot from God, I think I'm going to receive a lot from God. Listen, God has done a lot in my life, but I think I've just touched the bottom of the barrel of what God could do in my life. Listen, I know God's blessed your life, but I think you've only touched the surface of what God can do for your in your life. Amen? If we believe great things of God, I believe we can experience great things from God. And if I could just stir you up today, it's begin to raise your expectations and believe more from God. Amen. Amen. According to your faith, it will be done for you. If you believe in healing, you can be healed. If you believe that God blesses you financially, you can be financially blessed. If you believe in God's divine favor, you can experience God's divine favor. Do y'all believe that this morning? You know, I was thinking about this, and how many of you, how many of you were around when Pastor Brad was here on staff? Pastor Brad's sons. Pastor Brad's sons was a great man of God. And one of the things about Pastor Brad, if you knew him very well, you knew that he had the ability to hear the voice of God. I mean, you know, I've heard some of you tell me that, you know, Pastor Brad came to you and gave you a word or something and it was right on. It was like like spot on. But Pastor Brad, he just had that ability. And if Pastor Brad said the Lord showed me or the Lord told me, I would listen up because he had the ability to hear from God. But you know, Pastor Brad told me one time, he said how, you know, I, I asked him one day, I said, man, Pastor Brad, you see, you tend to be really tuned in to the voice of God. You hear God's voice more than I do. Tell me about that, man. How did, you know, how did you develop that? And he said, well, he said, you know, when I worked in the oil field, uh, I was working in a lab and I would go out to the rigs and get oil samples or gas samples. And I was there, you know, no telling how long. And then I would come back. And whenever I was going out on the rig, he said, I would ask the Lord, Lord, how long is this job going to last? And he said, I just, I just get quiet and listen. And he said, I'd wait to see to hear what the Lord had told me. And he said, I'd write it down. And then if if I was out there, if the Lord told me three days and I was out there four days, and that wasn't the voice of God. That was pizza. And he said, so I just learned, I just learned to tune into the voice of God and ask the Lord to speak to me. You know why Pastor Brad heard the voice of God? It's because he believed that he could hear the voice of God. Do you believe God can speak to you? He said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. What you believe, you receive, right? And so if you believe in healing, you can receive healing. If you believe in miracles, you can receive a miracle. I think we need to start raising our expectation. We need to raise our faith level and start believing God for things that we've never believed for Him before. The third 
or a second way our faith paves the way for God to act on our behalf is number two, my faith paves the way to realize his promises. You know, there's there's more than 7,000 promises in the Bible. More than 7,000. But just because God promises something to me doesn't mean that I will automatically receive that promise. Are y'all with me out there? We need to believe God's promises if we are to experience God's promises. Are y'all with me? Just because God said something doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to live in that. In Matthew 21, 22, Jesus said, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. It's our faith that is the key that paves the way to receiving God's promises. For example, God says he will heal us. Now, some people don't believe in that. They believe that, that God healed in the Bible times. But God doesn't heal anymore. What do you believe? See, if you ever experience a healing from God, you're going to have to believe God for that. You're going to have to believe that God heals. Let me ask you a question. How many of you, don't exact, don't lie in church, but how many of you, how many of you feel like you've received a healing from God at some point in your life? Now, most likely, look, look did you notice all the hands? Now, most likely, most of you were thinking physical healing. But let me ask the question again. How many of you believe you've, you've received either a physical healing or some kind of heart emotional healing since you've been putting your faith and trust in God? Let me see your hands. That's most everybody in here. But you've got to believe in it. God says, listen, he will deliver us from trouble. Do you believe that? Now, listen, the truth is sometimes I've been in tight places where it was hard to believe God. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this fix. You ever been there? I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how the Lord is going to get me out of this hole. If God gets me out of the hole. God gets me out of that tight place. How about you? Has God ever gotten you out of a tight place before? You know, I'm just, I just thought about uh, this family that I see here today. And they were telling me a story in a restaurant one day that they were in this financial they were in this financial pit, and in the natural, it didn't seem like they could ever get out. And God, miraculously, he miraculously, like the kind of thing where, where the IRS says, you know what, I'm not going to worry about the taxes you owe. I'm just going to forgive you for it. I mean, that's a miracle right there. Amen. That's, that's a miracle. Y'all, y'all believe that's a miracle? Yes, amen. See, I hit a, I hit a nerve right there, yeah. But God does miracles, doesn't he? 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. They are yes in Christ. If you're a Christian, God has promised incredible blessings. But the question is, are we going to believe God? If he says, if he says, I will deliver you in trouble, you got to believe it. If he says that, that I will heal you, you got to believe it. If he says that I will bless you with favor, you got to believe it. Amen. He says I'll bless you, but you got to believe it. You got to believe what he says. So I encourage you to learn his promises. Hold on to his promises and believe his promises. Amen. And listen, for some people, you've heard stories of people that have held on to a promise from God for 30 years. How many of you know that's courageous faith right there? 
Where they didn't just give up on one year, two years, five years, ten years. They held on. And they saw the manifestation of God's promise come and do it. Courageous faith means you don't throw in the towel because times are difficult. The third way our faith paves the way for God to act on our behalf is our faith paves the way to realizing God-given dreams. The Bible is full of examples of, of God-given people, God-sized God dreams. And how many of you know when God gives you a dream? Remember, Abraham had a dream of being the father, the father of a great nation. Hey, that's not a small dream. You know, I've heard people say, man, you're dreaming, buddy. And what that means is like, oh, don't think that's going to happen in your life. You're crazy. But how many of you know God will put a dream in your heart that others will say, that's crazy. But how many of you know God is a God of dreams and visions and desires and he can do anything and everything. And Abraham a dream of being a great nation. Moses dreamed of setting a whole nation free. Joseph dreamed of saving a nation and his family. The apostle Paul, Paul dreamed of reaching the world with the gospel. And they did things. That's incredible. Why? Because they dreamed. Throughout scripture, you have people who were given God's size, God-given dreams. And God places great desires and dreams and visions and ambitions in each side of us. I can remember it. I can remember when I first got saved. I can remember coming around church and I'd see these families and the husband and the wife and the children. And they looked happy. They looked like they had order. They wouldn't, they weren't fighting and they weren't bickering. And I saw that. I got a vision that one day I could have a family like that. Come on, are y'all with me out here? I saw husbands and wives get along that were friends that loved each other and they'd been married for 20 years. And I got a dream that one day I could be married and have a family and have a marriage that would work. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Come on, I saw God begin to give me visions and dreams. And I know God has given you visions and dreams. But you got to hold on to your faith if you're ever going to realize them. And they don't come about without difficulties, without trials, without tribulations, without messing up, without making wrong decisions. But you can't give up. You got to hold on. You got to hold on to your faith. And you got to believe God. And you got to trust God till those visions start coming about. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that works within us. It's God's power working in you that dreams are fulfilled. Listen, if you're 70 years old and you quit dreaming, start dreaming again. If you're 80 years old and you stop dreaming, start dreaming again. If you're 12 years old and you're not dreaming, start dreaming for a great life, a great career, a great family. Start dreaming. God has great things in store for each and every one of us. Amen. I wish I could. I wish we all had a zipper on top of our head and I could unzip you and just put God's dream in you and encourage you to live that dream because God wants us to live our dreams. God has a great plan for us. It's not a small plan. It's a great plan. But do you believe that? That's the question. It takes courageous faith. And this verse right here in Ephesians 3 reminds us God is able to do far more than we could ever imagine. He could do far more beyond whatever we could ever think 
or imagine. And listen, I can tell you, I never dream. I never dream. I still, I still don't believe it. That I could ever pastor a church. There's nothing in me that has the ability to do that. I'm telling you, it's God. Come on, are y'all, can y'all, can y'all, can you understand what I'm saying? Come on, some of you. The only reason why you're sitting here today is because God. You wouldn't be here today if it was not God. Who knows where you'd be if it wasn't God? Come on, God has done things in your life. That's the only reason why you are where you are is because God. It's God, my friends. It's God, my friends. It's God. Amen. Courageous faith paves the way for dreams to be realized. Listen, people around you will try to squash your dreams and tell you, quit dreaming. That's what they call Joseph, a dreamer. Can I encourage you to dream? Dream big dreams for God. Believe big things for God. Amen. Because God has big things in store for you. I, I forgot who it was. I forgot one great man of God. He said, believe great things and attempt great things because we serve a great God. Amen. Number four, courageous faith gives me the power to hold on in tough times. Everything worthwhile is uphill all the way. Let me say that again. Everything worthwhile is uphill all the way. You don't have a good marriage without work, without getting through difficult times. You don't have a good godly family without trials and tribulations. Amen? Come on, you don't, you don't walk in and live in the favor of God without having difficulties and problems. But listen, courageous faith gives me the power to hold on in tough times. Faith doesn't always keep you from tough times, but faith will get you through tough times. You know, if somebody's ever told you, man, if you become a Christian, life is going to be rosy. It's going to be no problems. Don't believe it. It's a lie. Jesus said in the world, you're going to have trouble. Nobody goes through life without hardships and trouble. Nobody. We all have disappointments, right? We all have failures, mistakes. Have you ever made a mistake? If you didn't, raise, if you didn't say yes, you just made a mistake. I, Right? Isn't that true? We all face pressure. We all face, we all face pain. We all go through suffering, loss, sorrow. Have you ever gone through sorrow? Have you ever had loss? Who in here hasn't suffered pain? You know, sometimes it's like, you know, it's like Christmas. We say, Christmas is here and we're surprised. Well, man, it comes every year. In fact, I can tell you the date, December 25th. It's going to come. I'm telling you, it's going to come. Jesus said, you're going to have pain. You're going to have sorrow. Don't look at yourself like, like it's, like, like Peter said. Don't think it's strange when you go through fiery trials. Don't think it's strange. It's life. Hey, let me say it again. If you're going through tough times, listen, it's life. That's the way life is. But if you want to make it through life's difficulties, you've got to have faith. 
You got to trust God. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen this morning. Amen. Faith doesn't always take away the pain of life. But faith will give you the grace to handle the pain of life. Isn't that true? I mean, talk talk to Brother Francis and Ms. Babs. Talk to these saints that have been here for, for 40, 50 years, serving the Lord for 60 years. And you ask them. You go through pain. You go through hardships. But you know what? God is going to give you the grace to get through it. Amen? The Apostle Paul experienced the power of courageous faith in 2 Corinthians 4, 8. He said, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, confused, disillusioned, but not driven to despair. It's a blessing not to be driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We are not destroyed. Amen. The apostle Paul's faith allowed him to hold on in the tough times. There's another passage and he says, I was shipwrecked. I was stoned. I was beaten, slept in the, in the, in the ocean overnight and to carry the burdens of the, I mean, this guy went through horrendous thing and he says, my God is going to supply all of your needs. He wasn't, he wasn't quoting something he read in a book. He was quoting something he experienced from God. God will get you through your troubles. Amen. Where do you get that resilience? Where do you get the ability to hang in there when life is tough? It's through courageous faith. It's through strong faith. It's through developed faith. Amen. You know, Corey Ten, Ten Boom. How many of you ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? You know, she survived the Nazi uh, concentration death camps. And, and they said, Corey, how, how did you make it through there? You know, while she was there, her dad died. Her sister died. She, she lost family members that died in the concentration camps. She survived. And she, and she said, and they said, Corey, how, how could you get through this? And she said, it was my faith in God that got me through. And she said, I noticed that the survivors around me were those that had a deep faith in God. And whenever I think about that, listen, folks, our world is getting crazier by the day. Life is getting harder. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed like, man, it's like every time, every week, I, something's going on. Have you noticed that? It's what Jesus said would happen in the last days. Listen, we need courageous faith, men and women of God. We need to hold on to our faith. Come on. Whenever we feel like throwing up our hands and giving up, that's whenever, whenever you've done all to stand, stand. Come on. When you've done all to stand, stand. Why? Because God is going to get you through what you're going through. He's going to help you get to the other side. Courageous faith gives me the power to hold on in tough times. Amen. Why? Because faith releases God's grace over my life to make it through the troubles of life. Remember what Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. How many of you say, yeah, that's true, that's true. How many of you had at least a little bit of trouble and say, yeah, yeah, life is trouble. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take courage. 
I have overcome the world. Amen. Would you stand with me? Would you just, just close your eyes for just a moment? Let's take a moment right now. Let's just take a moment. What is courageous faith? It's not being positive. Although positive is good, it's an attitude thing. Courageous faith is not mental assent. I believe, I believe, I believe. Courageous faith comes from God. It comes from heaven. It's a spiritual thing that God gives us all when we put our faith and our trust in Him. Isn't that right? And so I want you to just think, close your eyes with me for a moment. Let's think about again the mountains in your life, the things pressing in on you, those things that seem immovable, that, that, that overwhelming you, that are discouraging you. Can we just stir our faith this morning? And can we just look to God today and say, God, this is bigger than me. I can't solve this problem by calling somebody. I can't solve this problem by paying somebody. I can't physically or mentally solve this problem myself. I need you. I need you to help me. Come on, maybe right now the Lord has just given you a face on that mountain, a picture of that mountain. And I want you to just begin to, to just start talking to God right there where you are. And just begin to just give Him that mountain and, and just begin to declare. Just begin to declare your faith right now and say, God, I know you can. God, I know, I believe you can. Come on, let's just stir our faith a little bit right now. Lord, I know you can make it happen. I know you can, you can give me the grace to do it. Lord, I know that I don't have to stay stuck. I don't have to stay in this rut. I don't have to live my life like this. You're bigger than this thing. Come on, declare it. Speak to that mountain. He said, if you say to that mountain, be thou removed and believe. Come on, let's tell our mountains right now. Come on, let's, let's stir our faith right now and let's allow, allow our mountains to start shrinking and our God to begin magnified over our life right now. Father in heaven, Lord, I believe right now for every person that is in this room that the grace of God is being released and the power of God is being released. And I thank you that despair is leaving. Discouragement is leaving. I thank you, Lord, that doubt and unbelief is moving out of the way. And I declare right now that the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is being released right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that those that were ready to give up are not giving up. Those that were ready to throw in the towel are not throwing in the towel. Lord, I'm believing that right now, Lord, that strongholds are breaking. Lord, bondages are breaking. Burdens are lifting. And the miraculous power of God is being released right now over this house, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray name of Jesus, I pray. Listen, before we go, why everybody's head is bowed. The Bible said all the promises of God are yes in Christ. In Christ. Jesus said in the world you can have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you want to overcome in life, if you want God's blessings and 
promises and favor in your life. You have to first give your life to Christ. It's where it all begins. You can't just just believe in God. You got to surrender to God. You got to give your heart to Him. You got to give control over your life to Him. So if you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I'm ready to surrender my life to Christ. With everybody's heads bowed and praying right now, if that's you, you say, Todd, pray for me. Pray for me. Just lift your hand. Just real quickly, just lift your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just lift your hand. Just lift it high. Just lift it. I see your hand. Come on, just hold it up right there. I see your hand. I see your hand over here, over here. Come on, just hold your hands up. Come on, let's pray together. Ma'am, I see your hand. Thank you for being so bold. Now we're going to pray together. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, for shedding your blood so that my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I'm sorry for every sin I've committed. I'm ready to live for you. I'm ready to serve you. Lord, would you forgive me? Would you cleanse me? And would you help me to live the Christian life? Lord, I need your power. Lord, I need your strength. Lord, I need your grace. God, I need you in my life. And I'm surrendering to you today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And amen. 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 Those of you that raised your hand, thank you for being so bold. There's a card in the pew that says, I made a decision. If you want to take the time to fill that out, bring it to the lobby. We, we want to know who you are so we can pray for you, but we have a gift for you. We're not going to harass you. We just want to encourage you in this new journey that you're taking today. Amen. How many of you glad that you're a child of God and that your faith and your trust is not in the government, not in our nation, but it's in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. There'll be those up here to pray if you need prayer. God bless you. You're dismissed. You have a wonderful day today.